Adila and her stepsisters. Long, long ago, in the beautiful country of Morocco, there lived a kind, smart girl named Adila. Her life had been sad for the most part. Her mother had died when Adila was only a baby. And then her father had passed away only a year ago. That left Adila to live with her stepmother, Lala Shaima, and her two stepsisters, Rabia and Noor. Still, Adila was cheerful and hardworking at all times. It wasn't as though she had much of a choice, for Lala Shaima and the stepsisters made her do all the housework. Every morning, she crept from her bed before the sun was up to tend their animals and prepare their breakfast. After bringing the others their trays of mint tea and basara, Adela would get busy scrubbing the floors. She took all the washing to the tub behind the house. After she'd filled it with water from the well, of course and hung it all to dry. Each day, she carried all of the rugs outside and beat them soundly to shake all the dust out. Between all the housework and doing all the errands and making all the meals and afternoon tea, Adila was usually so tired at the end of the day that she fell onto her sleeping mat, too exhausted to even pull her threadbare blanket over herself. Meanwhile, Rabia and Noor spent their days getting dressed up and styling their hair, each trying to look prettier than the other. They would fight and argue like angry cats over who had the better robes or more costly jewels. And Adila always found herself stuck in the middle of it. Adila! Go fetch my green scarf! The one that makes my eyes look like emeralds! Arabia might say. You can't wear that one. I'm wearing green today. You have to choose something else. Nor shouted in return. Adila, hurry up. Do as I say, Rabia would reply. When Adila would go to the door to obey, it would be Nor's turn to order her about. Don't you dare get that scarf, Adila, or I will do something terrible. And if that wasn't bad enough, Lala Shaima would usually intervene by blaming Adila. Why haven't you done what my daughter told you to do? And why aren't these chores finished? Are we to sit around starving all day while you take your time being lazy instead of cooking our lunch? I'm trying, Lala Shaima, but no buts. I expect this work to be done. And our lunch served on time. Or you won't be having any lunch, not even a dried-up piece of bread. She would shout before turning on her heel and whirling from the room, her robes flying out behind her like wings. Poor little Adela, the stepsisters would say, taunting her. How's it do Work while we go and visit friends. The sound of their mean laughter would echo from the tiled ceiling overhead, muffling Adila's sniffle of sadness. <laughs> Don't be sad, she would remind herself as she got back to scrubbing. You have a roof over your head and food to eat. 
even if you have to work so hard for it. And this was Adia's life for a long time. One day, something very exciting happened, though. A letter came on very elegant paper in honor of the city's Festival of Flowers. And as a way of saying thank you for the wonderful harvest of the year before, the king had decreed an enormous party to be held for the entire city. It would include three days of feasting and dancing, games and foot races, and all sorts of merriment. There would be no work during the festival, and everyone in the city was expected to attend. Well, that means I can go too, Adila said happily, as the sisters immediately started arguing about what they would wear. You don't be foolish, Rabia said with a hateful sneer. When the king said that there'd be no work, he meant at people's jobs. You don't have a job. You're lucky we even give you food, since you don't pay your way around here. Nor argued. Besides, Arria continued, someone has to make the food and do the cleaning. That doesn't stop just because there's a party to go to. But the king said. Adila protested, but Lalashima stopped her. Yes, the king did say. So, I suppose, if all of your work is finished, you will have to attend. Really, Lalashima? Adila cried, clapping her hands together in excitement. But if you do not behave yourself until then, arguing or refusing to finish your work, then you will not be going, she added. Of course, Lalashima. I'll be good. I promise, Adila said, her eyes shining brightly. And you must find something to wear that will not make our family look bad. How would it look if you were to go out dressed in those rags where everyone can see you? Oh no, Lalashima, that would be awful. I'll make something I know I can, Adila promised, though she began to worry about how she would do that. It was one week until the grand festival and Adila was determined to get to attend. She couldn't be certain, but it seemed to feel as though there was more work than usual. More scrubbing. More laundry. More baking. Even painting the house. I'm sure it's just that Lala Shima wants everything to look perfect for the festival, Adila told herself as she fell onto her sleeping mat, falling into bed without even washing her face. When the day of the festival finally arrived, Adila woke up even earlier than usual. She had to finish all of her normal chores. and still have time to get herself ready. She also knew that her stepsisters would find ways to keep her busy all morning, helping them to look their best. At last, with all of her work done and her own gown put on, the one she'd stayed up late into the night to work on for days, it was time to leave. Only when Adila came to the door, she saw the cart was already pulling away with Lala Shima and her daughters. Wait! Wait for me! I'm ready now! Adila called out as she ran running after them. The driver stopped, brakes screeching to a stop. And Adila smiled with relief. Where 
Where do you think you're going? Lala Shima said, looking down at Adila angrily. I'm going with you to the festival. Y you said I could go. If you finished your work and found something suitable to wear, Lala Shima reminded her. But you didn't do all the things I wrote on the list this morning. And besides, your gown looks ridiculous. It looks like something you made yourself. I did make it myself, Adila said quietly, looking down at it. It looked just fine, she thought, but Lala Shima disagreed. You cannot go with us, and that's final. Driver, continue on. Her stepmother called out. <laughs> leaving Adila to crumple to the ground and weep. <laughs> After several minutes had passed, a shadow passed over Adila. She looked up into an old woman's scowling face. Adila, is that you? Why are you crying? She asked, bending down and helping Adila to stand up. I'm sorry, but do I know you? She asked, wiping the tears from her eyes with the hem of her scarf. I'm your aunt, Lala Hannah, your father's sister. I've come to Magadir for the festival and to visit you. But what is all this crying about? Adila explained all that had happened since her father's death, finally ending her tale of woe with her family's refusal to let her attend the festival. Lala Hannah smiled lovingly as she wiped away Adila's tears. Come, we're going to the festival together, and then you shall have a very important talk with your stepmother. Me? What would I talk about? Adila asked as she slipped her hand into her old aunt's hand and began to walk with her. Adila, surely you must understand something. This house you live in is yours, not your stepmother's. She and her daughters are permitted to stay there only if you wish it. As such, you are free to tell them they must depart today if you wish it. Adila was still thinking about this amazing news when they reached the village square where the festivities were underway. It was her house? And she didn't have to let Lala Shima or her daughters stay there? How is it that no one had told her before? Before she could even ask a single question, a shrill voice cried out and startled Adila. What are you doing here? You're supposed to be at the house, cleaning and preparing our supper, Rabia shouted, reaching out to pinch Adila's shoulder. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Lala Hannah said playfully. Though her words were certainly a warning, she looked to the woman behind Arabia and said, Ah, Lala Shima, you're looking quite well. Lala Hannah, what are you doing here in Magadir? The stepmother asked, sounding worried. I came to enjoy the festival, of course. Mostly, though, I came to visit my niece and see how she's doing. Imagine my surprise when I found her at home. Oh, yes, that's where she was. She had some, some chores to finish. Lala Shima stammered, but Lala Hannah laughed. Oh, oh no, Lala Shima. I know what happened. And now I've informed my little Adila about a very important detail. One that you seem to have forgotten over the past year. Oh, what? 
Um, what do you mean? Lala Shima asked, smiling weakly and beginning to tremble. She means that I know whose house I live in, and that you are merely guests. Adila said firmly, standing up taller. And therefore, I have come to a very important decision. What's that? Nor asked tearfully, shaking with worry as she clutched her mother's and sister's hands. You may stay at my house, she began proudly, much to Lala Shima's and Lala Hannah's surprise. But holy if we become your servants, Arabia asked, <laughs> weeping now. Of course not, Adila said with a kind smile. Only if you become my family. We've always been your family, Lala Shima said impatiently, though her anger was calming down. No, you haven't. A family doesn't treat each other this way. They don't make one person do all the work, and they don't fight over silly things like whose gown is prettier, Adila explained, looking at them. If we're to stay together, then we will all share the work equally, and we will be kind to each other. You mean you won't brush my hair or braid it anymore? Arabia asked, wiping at her tears. Of course I will. But only if you will loan me your green scarf sometimes so that my eyes can shine like emeralds too, she answered, putting her hand sweetly on Arabia's shoulder. Why would you do this after the way we treated you? Lala Shima asked in disbelief. Because you're the only family I have, she explained. She turned to her aunt and put her arm around her shoulder. That is the only family I have in Magadir. And yes, what you did was awful, but I can forgive you if you're sorry and promise things will be different from now on. We are sorry. Yes, everything will be different. We will all help each other. The stepmothers and stepsisters cried out. And I will be visiting a lot more often to make sure that you do, Lala Hannah said with a knowing smile. But now let's all go enjoy the festival together, Adila said, holding out her hands for her stepsisters to take. And that is the story of how Adila and her family all lived happily ever after. The End Thank you for listening to a Barely Bear production. <laughs>